Feeling all that, everyone? Welcome back, or welcome for the first time to the Treehouse Lounge. Checking out a track with your buddy, myself, Mortimer, the safe cracker main, in here in the lounge with all the rest of your friends, the employees, the staff, the patrons, the responsible patrons. <laughs> well, mostly responsible, but if not, we got ham to keep him in line, you know what I'm saying? We are in the seas, we're in the seas, we're in the seas. You know it's Clash 2 part... Clash part 2 today. <laughs> and it's gonna be good, man. We're gonna try a little something different because... Well, I'll explain later. First things first, what movie did we have on today while we were setting up the lounge? It was Out of Africa. I think it won Best Picture, 1985, directed by Sidney Pollock, starring Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Excellent, excellent, excellent. The footage, the scenery, it's really shot in Africa. It's real wild animals. It's the real story of uh, colonization and, you know, bullshit. Uh, but uh, human bullshit, but nature's beauty. Um, gotta check it out, gotta check it out, okay, out of Africa. This was my first time seeing it, and yeah, that's a big recommend. Okay, let's get to the music, because today is going to be about music, 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 and a little bit of history and a little bit of information. Today's record is 1977's debut studio album by The Clash. The copy I have is an original pressing made in England, baby, 1977. This is a Carol record for sure. This is one of my favorite records because it's my favorite band's first record ever, right? Like, this is the same juice that I'm laying my hands upon that Carol laid her hands upon back in, like, 1977 when she bought it. You know, these are the same tunes that were coming from across the Atlantic Ocean. So, a couple things first, uh, must check out the artwork, it's, it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm gonna say ahead of its time. It kind of shows off the style that The Clash had adopted. They had their own unique style of uh, punk gear, which was a little bit more like um, Joy Division than the Sex Pistols, let's say. On the back of this record, I noticed for the first time today, I had made reference to Terry Chimes earlier, the 
one album drummer of the band before he was re replaced by Topper Heaton. Terry Chimes is credited here on the back cover as Tory Crimes. And this is a, a you know, a, a clever punk name, but you can break it down a little bit further because in England, Tory was, you know, the affectionate nickname for the Conservatives, much like Grits is the affectionate nickname for Liberals, if I'm not mistaken. So Tory Crimes instead of Chimes. Crimes, which obviously sounds a lot cooler for a punk than Chimes. And if you put those together, I do believe that it is criticizing, well, certainly conservative British government and the class system that all the people in the UK were living under are living under, I suppose. Which brings me to, yeah, that's an interesting point. Are you aware that there's so many different regional, local, even neighborhood accents in England that they will indicate oftentimes how much money you were born into? <laughs> okay. The uh, Etonian accent, uh, the, the super posh, whatever prep finishing school that all the prime ministers go to all the rich people the royals even i believe isn't that crazy and therefore you can go ahead and fake you know a posh accent if you want people to think you were born into money and therefore you might have some sort of influence or something or even you know fake uh you know a less known to be affluent accent let's say the cockney accent uh for example you know like freshen your drink governor that one Accents, it's crazy, even even within one city, right? That happens all over the place. But like, I think if you were to ask a British person who knows, and you played them the voices of, let's say 20 random people from across the country, that person would be able to identify on a map where they live. Isn't that something else, eh? All right, let's move on. What we're gonna be doing today is talking about what The Clash were saying specifically with their own lyrics, okay? We'll provide a little bit of cultural context, but let's start it off with the first song, I'm So Bored With The USA. Let me say, first of all, let me say, I apologize for picking on the USA all the time, okay? I'm a people person. I'm not mad at anyone, okay? It's, well, I mean, whatever, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't get, we don't, we don't get mad here, okay? We don't clash, we groove, okay? But today we're talking about the clash. So, I'm so bored with the USA. I do believe Mick Jones had written this song originally, and it was I'm so bored with you, okay? It was about a girl. And then when him and Joe hooked up for this album, right? Joe said, let's change it to I'm so bored with the USA, and I think he probably contributed the lyrics the song starts off actually let's let's go through all the lyrics here this will be fun the song starts off yankee soldier he want to shoot some skag he met it in cambodia but now he can't afford a bag these guys are talking about <laughs> the vietnam war americans getting addicted to heroin or other drugs while in country in vietnam or cambodia and then they go home and now they have a habit. A serious habit, a heroin habit, okay? That's skag. Next verse. Yankee dollar talk to the dictators of the world. In fact, it's giving orders and they can't afford to miss a word. So go do uh, research on uh, CIA incursions into South America, okay? And the effect that they've had on governments. Governments that have been overthrown. 
Governments that have been elected by the people overthrown with the help of like CIA intervention. Okay, this is this is how it goes. This is how it's done. This is how it's been done. Next verse. Yankee detectives are always on the TV because killers in America work seven days a week. So this is talking about glamour glamorization uh, uh, by mass media of uh, cops. There's so many killings because there's so many guns in America. And then the last verse. Never mind the stars and stripes. Let's print the Watergate tapes. So the Watergate tapes that President Richard Nixon lied about uh, existing. I'll salute the w the new wave, and I hope nobody escapes. So the the new government after corrupt ass Richard Nixon, Richard Nixon and the Watergate scandal. I hope nobody escapes. I hope nobody gets off. I'm so bored with the USA, but what can I do? And they end up move up Starsky for the CIA. So that's a fictional TV detective, Starsky and Hutch, right? And then the last bit, suck on Kojak for the USA, another TV detective. Here we go, let's listen to the song. This is what these guys were saying in 1977, baby. It's like 40 years later. time the next song we're gonna hear is called garage land this is a reference to the type of music that the song is actually comprised of 
garage rock, okay? So a, a different genre, this is not punk, but it has roots in punk. Garage rock, a raw energetic style of rock and roll that flourished in the mid 60s. In the US, you had surf rock kind of coming out at the same time. And it's literally referring to your band playing out in the garage, like in your parents' garage, a place to practice. So it was it was happening with surf rock bands in California at the time. And then also the next one would be Beatles in England, you know, like playing in their garages too. So they say, some say garage rock has subgenres of itself labeled as uh, proto-punk, punk. There's psychobilly in there, there's grunge, you know, there's distortion on purpose. We talked about when The Clash first got signed in 1976, I think, to CBS, the major signing. There was a big pushback in the punk community. They're like, oh, they, they sold out, like, blah, blah, blah. Punk died the day The Clash signed to CBS, said some guy, right? As soon as they heard that, The Clash were like, we had, <laughs> man, look at us, listen to us. We're still a garage band. We're not going to change. So let's see the uh, lyrics for Garage Land. Starts off, this is one of my favorite lyrics in a song. Back in the garage with my bullshit detector. Carbon monoxide making sure it's effective. He's talking about being at home in his safe place in the garage with his bullshit detector which is uh, his carbon monoxide detector, okay? But which is also like, you can't fool me. Like, this is me, I'm in my space, my bullshit detector. You will set it off, I will know. People ringing up to make offers for my life. That's the record company, that's the promoters. Hey, Joe, The Clash, come play here. You know, we'll pay you this much. But I just want to stay in the garage all night. We're a garage band, we come from garage land. Listen to me saying garage, like uh, Joe Strummer says it. I don't even realize, garage. That's how we say it here <laughs> in the lounge. <laughs> well, I do anyways, geez. Meanwhile, things are hotting up in the West End, all right? I think that could be like um, West End of London, uh, violence, protests, police oppression. Look at the back cover of this album for an idea of uh, police fighting in the streets. My bum and slum and friends have all got new boots and someone just, just asked me if the group would wear suits. So I think that's saying The Clash got paid. They gave money to their bum and slum and friends, the guys that Joe used to squat with, the, the 101ers. He got them new boots. So he's giving away the money, helping out people, helping out his friends, first things first. And then someone, obviously from the record label, just asked me if the group would wear suits. He's like, suits, are you kidding? Hell no, we're not gonna wear suits. We're not gonna put on costumes, for fuck's sakes. I don't wanna hear about what the rich are doing. I don't wanna go to where the rich are going. They think they're so clever, they think they're so right. But the truth is only known by gutter snipes. So, the rich are bad, the gutter snipes. Let's listen to it.
Another uh, lyric from this album that I like, all the power in the hands of the people rich enough to buy it. Everybody's doing just what they're told. Nobody wants to go to jail. Now, isn't that true? Isn't that the plight of the people, right? Next track, new genre. This is what I'm talking about, all right? First song was punk, second song was garage. This is reggae, this is from the island. This is The Clash covering Junior Marvin. Joe Somerset, I, I remember seeing this article, Joe Somerset, the first time he found out that Junior had listened to it, he was super nervous because he's like, oh man, like one of his musical heroes. He's like, what, is he gonna be mad? Is he gonna be insulted that we covered the song? Police and Thieves. Police and Thieves, baby. Police and Thieves in the street. This is one of my favorite songs. The message is still clear. This song came out originally in Jamaica in 1976. At that time, there was two political parties who had control of basically all the votes. The politicians were supported by the gangsters. The police were paid off by either group. There's a line in the song, all the peacemakers turned war officers. That's someone who's been corrupted. Bob Marley was at Bob Marley's assassination was, attempt was the result of this because he was trying to hold a concert where the two white men, the leaders of the two biggest national parties were there and uh, he, he eventually did bring them together but there was so much anticipation up to that concert that Bob Marley was shot and uh, well they tried to kill him and uh, he decided to play the show anyways. Here we go. Junior Mervin. Police and thieves. Enough of this. Come back in 24 hours. I'm going to see you tomorrow, baby. Peace. Peace. 